Hey, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Jim Hoft. He is back again. So I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. Thank you. He is the founder and uh, editor-in-chief of the Gateway Pundit. And he has also just started the AmericanGulag.org, which I really wanted to talk about today. So how are you doing today? Uh, Doing great. Good to be with you, Courtney. Thank you. So yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, why you started the AmericanGulag.org. We were just saying we were both there uh, on the 6th, but neither of us made it over to the Capitol. So I'd like to talk about that as well. Yeah. And I don't know if um, we talked about this before, but uh, yeah, I was was at the Ellipse Mm -hmm. and that's where you were, right? Yeah. And... And I had I had been invited to go uh, uh, to the events on the sixth, and I actually had been invited to speak. Um, but um, I went to the ellipse. It, I was so cold. I I dressed warm. I'm from the Midwest. You think um, I would be used to it? But um, but it was no. really to me it was it was bone chilling cold. I thought it was just that wet. Um, you know, frigid temperature. And I just, um, and after being outdoors for five hours, you know, um, it was, it was a lot. And, um, my whole experience there, it was just a really unpleasant experience. It was a cloudy day. It was really overcast. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, truly. And there was, um, uh, you know, the, the part of the story that gets no press and that is that, I would estimate a million people were at the ellipse. I had never seen a crowd this large. It was, we got there at 737, 730. And then we got a a pass to get inside to the front. And um, it was so crowded. And you know, what's funny. I ran into people I knew from high school, from Iowa. Yeah. It, It was just, it was just, yeah, isn't it? And it was just so amazing. And um, uh, and then uh, I just had never seen such a crowd. And everybody, you know, we had worked so hard at Gateway Pundit to report the truth on what was happening, yeah. all of these different issues that were brought up. And uh, we'd love to talk to you more about that today, too. But um, and then, uh, you know, it just it's just kind of like you get your hopes up, you find something really big, and then you get slammed down. When you get your hopes up, and you get slammed down. Then we have these courts around the country. Nobody's doing anything. Uh, you have the FBI. Nobody's investigating. Um, and there was some very legitimate concerns that should have been investigated, ignored. Um, very concerning for the future of our country. Uh, so I was I was freezing. Um, some speakers were there. And, uh, uh, you know, there were some people there who I thought were just kind of out there for themselves. I'm not going to mention any names at all, but, um, you know, that bothers me, you know, there's, there's always that element, but you know, that, that's the way it is. Yep. 
And then, um, but uh, then Trump was speaking and um, then I get the text message. I actually got a text message that Michael, or that, that Mike Pence had, uh, you know, thrown in the towel during Trump's speech, right? And it was just, I mean, again, then it's just another one of those days where you just get your hopes dropped. Mike Pence was such a weasel and uh, he's the epitome of the modern day Republican Party. And this is why we are where we are because we don't have anyone who's willing to stand up for God and country, you know, and, and, and do the right thing. And he certainly is a prime example of that. And uh, that's uh, today, the, the further we get from November 3rd, it's the thing that disgusts me as much as the Marxists who are taking over. And truly these are Marxists because their tactics are like nothing we have seen in this country before. Uh, but uh, so anyway, I was there. <laughs> and then, and then the thing ended, and I was cold, and I and I was supposed to speak over at the Capitol, and I'm like, well, let's let's go. I'm really cold. I'll warm up. Maybe we'll come back. And then, so then, as soon as we got our Uber, then we were able to get an Uber, and I uh, got out of there. Then my writers started texting me saying, oh my gosh, Jim, there's something going on at the Capitol. And then, then it was, you know, then the, they locked down the, the the city and all this and that, and so. Then we just covered the protest for the rest of the night. Um, but that's that was my experience. It was just a very sad, gloomy day. And, um, you know, I, I it's, it's, it's really perfect. The weather was perfect for, for the day it was for America. It was, it was, it was just um, something else. But the media will never tell you the million people came to, to support Donald Trump. They can't see all these little things they have to hide, Courtney. You know this, too. They have to hide these things because... They have to control this narrative. And right now, I think they're like, you know, uh, you see the cartoons when you're the kids and they're, they're just trying to stuff everything in the suitcase and keep the lid closed, right? And then all of a sudden, they let go and it pops open. Um, that's where the media is today because they, they just, were, you get up in the morning, for anyone in America today, you get up in the morning, you start getting gaslit by this media. You start getting told the lies. You start getting told the lies about you know, you get the shot, everybody can remove the mask. You start hearing the lies. Uh, you get the shot, uh, you won't get sick. You get the shot, you won't get in the hospital. You uh, mass help and that children need to be masked and children, you know, all of it was a lie. And it's so amazing about, and that's just COVID. Um, and then let alone the, uh, the, the January 6th, the, uh, all of the uh, election issues, where they're like, oh, it was a big lie. It was not stolen. Everything was fine. And we put out a post just this week at Gateway Pundit where we list 10 things that need to be corrected, right? That must be corrected or conservatives and Republicans will lose their country forever. These aren't things that are little things. These aren't things that are, uh, uh, you know, that are insignificant. These are major issues that happened. They kick uh, observers out of the rooms in several states. They kick the GOP observers. Yeah. They shut, you know, I don't know if you knew this, Courtney, but we're getting sued right now um, from these two women, uh, Ruby and Shay, mother and daughter team yeah. in Atlanta, who uh, their, their team, their small team of five, had kicked all of the GOP observers out. They say they weren't kicked out. Well, they shut everything down. They, they packaged everything up. They said, we're counting for the night, done through, through counting. They kicked all the observers. The observers are on their way home. 
And then they sneak back in the room, pull ballots out from suitcases from under the tables, start recounting. We, we have video on Gateway Pundit, we're the first one who spotted this. We have video of them shoving uh, you know, hundreds of ballots through the machine, grabbing them, shoving them through again, grabbing them, shoving them through again. So the same ballots as everyone is out of the room, they're doing this and they have the gall today to sue us for, for pointing this out. So we're under a lawsuit. Barack Obama's yeah. top lawyers, his Yale educated lawyers have, are using these poor women, Ruby and Shay, to attack Gateway Pundit for God knows what, um, because they say their life has been difficult now since we reported the truth on what they were doing. So uh, it's, it's, it's just insane what's going on. But that's just, I could go on and on and on, obviously. Anyway, that's how, that's what my day was like. How was yours? Wow. On January 6th. Before we get to what my day was like, what grounds are they suing you on? What are the supposed grounds that they're um, claiming? They, I guess for um, pushing, you know, it, it, it's not even, you know, this is what's amazing. It's like, it's like the robbers suing you for identifying them as, as they leave the, you know, as they, as they take the jewels and run down the street, you know? So that's, so really, I can't even tell you. It's, they're suing us. It's going to be a major lawsuit, though. Um, they also are suing um, Rudy Giuliani, um, and they're suing uh, another uh, person for reporting the same thing, basically. What they want to do is, in my belief, and I probably shouldn't talk about this much more, but I, I just think it's, it's, they go through us, they want to destroy us. We're very effective, gateway pundit at what we do. And uh, it's, it's more of a means to just destroy the whole movement and then to pretend like um, um, that they're stealing their theft, their dishonest, evil ways are um, okay and that they can continue to do this. And so uh, that's, that's where we are today. Really, uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, I thank God every night. I do. I thank God that we are still around and we still have a voice because no one has been attacked um like it we found it really i just don't i there's a some some have obviously but we were we are right up there when you look at the organizations who've been just uh brutalized by the left for several years now for sure and i i i i know i'm not alone in saying i'm so grateful that you continue to forge ahead and bring information to us it's really needed thank you yeah, so in my day, yes, it was really cold. It was, I felt like it was an ominous air. It was very oppressive and cloudy and gloomy and gray. Um, and it was like wet, kind of chilling cold. Yeah. Um, I was up incredibly early. I, I think I got there around five and it took hours. Now I, you know, I, I will say that I have years of experience of, you know, wading through lines and clubs, you know, when I lived in New York City um, and, you know, skirting my way up to the VIP. So, you know, and going to concerts and that sort of thing. I'm a pretty small person, so I'm pretty good at, you know, weaseling up to the front. And I and I did. But even so, it's still, you know, online through all the people took hours I, you know, I think it was something like 11 o'clock by the time I got up there. So, and I, you know, it was wow. five in the morning. So yeah, it was a long, very cold day. And there was something very 
uh, chilling about it. You know, I can just say from my own experience and I, full disclosure, this is not, I have no evidence to back this. This is purely intuition. This is just, um, but I will remember that when he started to speak, the microphone didn't work the first few times. And I was kind of, I, I'm hearing impaired. So I depend a lot on like the nonverbal cues and, you know, I'm just, I could feel kind of energy of the crowd and it was a massive, massive crowd. And when the microphone finally did work now, you know, we, we all know Trump is a, he's a pretty commanding kind of a character, you know, he doesn't, it, it's not too easy to uh, quell him if he's got a mission, you know? <laughs> And I could just see there was this pause and the message I got. And again, there's no evidence, you know, people don't come and attack me. I'm just telling you how it felt. It felt like the message was, you're not in control. We are because Ah. that pause, you know, and it was very uncharacteristic of him. Um, And it did take a few times for the microphone to work. And it was I don't know. I got chills. I felt there was something just energetically felt weird to me. This may sound oh, yeah, yeah. for anybody listening. I'm just telling you my experience of it. Yeah. Um, and that was really how I felt. And then when he started, he went, you know, we all, I mean, even people who weren't there saw the televised, you know, he went on for a very, very long period of time with a data dump that of course was important, but most of us who had been following the story knew this. It was not earth shattering data. Right, right, right. <laughs> And it was supposed to be. So it made me feel like there was something he didn't share. And anybody who was a true, you know, supporter, whether they supported Trump or not, but who was, you know, a patriot trying to uh, exercise their First Amendment and hoping that there would be some sort of justice. And even just people who were genuinely curious, were going to stay till the end, till Trump finished. What went down at the Capitol was long before he finished his speech and it's right. a very long time now i i was freezing i i was having some you know feminine issues so i i had to excuse myself and i could not make it over to you know the capital but by the time much later in the day that i was ready to i had heard about all that went down um yeah. so yeah so it was you know while most of us patriots were sitting there listening to him speak yeah, yeah. We touched on Isn't that a bit last time, but that was my experience, you know. And it was a, it was a long, very, uh, but the energy was definitely, you know, it was strange because you had the, the, the conflicting energy of the patriots who were so hungry to see, right. and there was such a massive crowd, and feeling oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really there to. I think they felt like they were there, and they were gonna. It was a historic moment where the first could mean something, and. Uh-huh. I think that's what was so tragic about it is that so many people had such hopes that there would be, uh, you know, some sort of answers and justice. And, you know, as you know, that's not. Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting. The left says you'll always remember where you were on January 6th. But you know what? I will. Every day was. I was there. And, <laughs> but even uh, the New York and- Times said every day is January 6th now. So. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a, it's absolute insanity. Um, and, uh, but you know, and I also believe, and we know this now that it was a complete setup, uh, the, the rioting that went on afterwards. We also know that, um, one of the big lies of the left is the fact that they're saying, um, that this was, you know, on the same bar as, uh, you know, the civil war, 
or 9-11. And yet, even today, we put up a, a post today of one of the January 6th uh, prisoners, um, and uh, actually he's being prosecuted for January 6th. And there's video of him inside the U.S. Capitol in the rotunda. People are walking around milling no violence. Um, he's picking up trash. He's picking up trash. He spoke to the police. He said, how can I help? Um, is there anything I can do? And he did. Somebody jumped over a trash can. He started picking up the trash. And um, uh, so so that's what was going on now. That is, there's 14,000 hours we know that uh, of security video that they're not releasing. The U.S. government refuses to release to the American public. Um, and uh, they're doing this. They, they made up a lie that it would give away, you know, uh, some, some secret to their uh, security system. It's garbage. Uh, but we know that if they would release that, I think we'd see a lot of this people standing around, people uh, picking up trash. People very polite. Here's something that no one ever talks about, and I, I start mentioning it a lot, but that is um, they, the people, 900 or so, went into the U.S. Capitol, 900 Trump supporters, um, and uh, uh, 700 have been arrested now or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable the amount of abuse these people are going through. It's very Marxist. If, if you, it, and this is what I started to learn, is that this, these are very Marxist tactics that they have used before in different societies. Um, and, uh, but you look around, no statues in this rotunda were toppled, no paintings, these historic paintings all over the walls and the halls and the rotunda, nothing is damaged. Um, this, if one, if just one had been knocked over, it would have been the front page of the New York times. It would have been the something shoved in our face every day for the next, you know, a hundred years, uh, the books will be written. You know, they have stories about how much this meant, this statue, blah, blah, blah. None of that happened. This was, a, uh, you know, these were Trump supporters. Yeah. I've been to Trump rallies. They're very peaceful. They clean up after themselves. That's what conservative, patriotic Americans do because we love our country and we love Donald Trump. And we saw that he was, he opened our eyes to really the reality of the situation and, uh, and they persecuted him for it. But it was a day that Satan won. And even today, um, somebody, I saw a tweet out there today and it was uh, that, uh, you know, so, so, so now they're giving away crack pipes for free. Yep. They're spending all the money. You know, it's, it's just like, okay, so Satan's in control because, you know, none of this makes sense on any level, but the Democrats are doing it's, it's purposely to destroy this country with the open borders and all these um, insane policies. And, uh, so, uh, again, I think it's, um, it, you know, it's not interesting. It always is sort of a spiritual battle. We're always in. And this one is pretty obvious. And I think that you can choose the sides wisely and you can, you can see where the truth is. We don't have the power. We don't have uh, the tools. We don't have the weapons. You know, we don't have any of this. And when I say weapons, I mean, you know, we're not in control of the Internet. We're not in control of the search tools. We're not in control of what you can read on a daily basis because we're not going to block people, right? We're not going to shadow ban them. So, but, but it is a spiritual battle. And, and yet um, the truth is on our side. I know that for sure. And, uh, and I know that uh, there is a God who has protected us. And I, you know, this is just, uh, this is kind of wild, but uh, you know, uh, cause I'm not, 
I'm not a preacher at all. I'm, I'm just not. I'm, a, I'm an American who loves my country, and that's all I am. Um, but uh, I know that even for Gateway Pundit, the fact that we still have a voice today and that our numbers continue to grow even after all, everything they do to us day after day after day, it's, it, it truly is a, an amazing thing that's happening. Um, and, but we have to fight, you know. And if when I say fight, right, for anyone <laughs> – from the deep state listening, I don't mean uh, pick up, you know, baseball bats. I mean, we have to fight with our courage and we have to fight with our, our what we know, whatever limited knowledge we know, we have to speak up to that truth. And uh, we can't be uh, sucked into their lies. We can't be sucked into their uh, gaslighting. And it's literally every day, uh, the, the major stories of the day, the media is lying to the American public on every single day. I just noticed that, you know, you get up, I'm listening to the news. I'm like, well, that's garbage. That's not true. This isn't true. You know, every time Fauci, I love this Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona. She says, every time he opens his mouth, I just hear some BS. And uh, I just don't believe that man at all. And I'm like, I am with you. This guy, very dangerous man. And um, uh, should be severely punished if we had a, a, a working judicial system. That man would be a huge target right now because of what I've done, what he's done, what he's lied about. You know, one thing going back to January 6th, now I'm flopping around, but no, you're uh, it was interesting too that before Trump spoke, you know, he was sitting out there in his car and he was sitting there for about 45 minutes, an hour before he came on stage. Mm-hmm. And I assume he was talking to Mike Pence. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, right. but I assume that was probably the last conversation, meaningful conversation they had. And um, and because uh, he came out, and I, I think his energy, he's an uh, amazing person. We've never seen Amer- another American like this guy, um, Donald Trump, because of the, the strength and force he has. But you can, I sense that the energy was down a bit, you know, and then we get the text message and then, you know, you understand why. So. Um, but, uh, I, I love it in my heart that he keeps speaking out saying, you know, uh, the big lie that they, 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 they won this thing. It's just, none of this makes sense. And more and more, we find out that, uh, you know, Trump is right. And, uh, so anyway, uh, I, I truly hope and pray that the truth does come out soon. And I know that there's a, I don't know if you're aware of this, Courtney, there's that movie, uh, 2000 Mules. No. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Okay. Well, let me uh, put a plug in for that. Okay. Um, Dinesh D'Souza is working on oh, a new yeah, documentary. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, his new movie. Right. It hasn't been released, but right. he teased it with a trailer, and 2,000 mules are uh, meeting uh, 2,000 ballot harvesters who, uh, through the vote organization, that's Catherine Engelbrecht, um, she, her group has been uh, following this. They have the uh, we're, well, anyway, we're working with them right now, but they're, um, they are, they, they're tracking these people who went from box to drop box to drop box to drop box with bundles of ballots and throwing them in all of these uh, drop boxes. There's proof of that now, and there's some video of that now, and it didn't happen just in Georgia. It happened in several cities, battleground states. I would, I would, it likely um, add to that that it probably also happened in several other states. Right. We see, um, you know, California. I bet there's just a 
whole lot of stuff going on there that we have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but um, anyway, uh, uh, that's coming out. That should shed some more light on, on what happened on uh, before uh, November 3rd. Yeah, that's great. We do have yeah. some stories that are coming out about around the 6th as well, like some, uh, some footage of what happened with Ashley Babbitt. And also with Kamala Harris being over at the DNC building. Yeah, that's a strange one, isn't it? Yes. So I don't know if you saw that. It was on Tucker Carlson. He brought this up the other night. We 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 put that post to that. But you know what was something was um, but of course this doesn't get any attention because it, it's not their, you know, it doesn't follow their narrative. But um there were people who uh I, I it must have been Capitol Police who testified that. They cleared the Capitol that day. You know, they, they got rid of the representatives of Senate senators because of the um, bomb threat, because of the bombs they had just found at the DNC and the RNC. Right. right. And um, so that was the call that was made to clear the Capitol. What we hear from the media, what we hear from the dishonest uh, Democrats who lie about everything. Right. And we're in this horrible situation because of these evil people. Um, they're saying it's because of the, it was so violent and they had to run to the rooms. And, you know, the place is burning down and they're coming down the hallway with tanks and uh, machine guns. I mean, that's how they pick. That's how they paint this. It was all BS. It was it was shut down because they the Capitol Police. Somebody made the call to say the, there was bombs found. We need to clear the building. So that's what happened. That never gets into the narrative, does it? No. Um, so, uh, and, and then, of course, it's a year and a half. And the greatest investigative agency on earth, the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, still can't figure out who that person is. That I think it's a woman who's walking around um, putting those bags down at the DNC and sitting on a couple of benches with cameras on her, you know, taking a break as she's walking with her bomb bag. You know, the whole thing is suspect. Don't believe a thing of it. Um, I think at this point, we know that there's more to that story. And I would bet that uh, it, it, it goes to the halls of uh, probably one of our uh, branches of government. They would know where, where this originated from. That's my guess. I, I would think so. And if they don't, either way, it does not bode well for them. I mean, they, they either they know and they're not telling anybody or they don't know and they're not doing their job. Right. I mean, they should know. <laughs> Right. right. How much evidence? I mean, we, we've had yeah. you know, much, much more banal crime cases where they're really able to with all that evidence, they're able to figure it out. And you have yeah, yeah. on this person with the AI recognition. They can't do a facial recognition to get some suspects. Yeah. Right. And she was wearing a certain she was wearing a certain pair of tennis shoes that are, you know, that they, you know, you think they can track some of that. Down. It's just. I just don't believe it. I'm just, you know, so cynical about some of this stuff. And and then you see the fact that the same agency, the FBI, the rating homes where, uh, you know, grandma lives and uh, because she walked in the, in the U.S. Capitol, there was a couple of young men from uh, St. Louis, two young engineers, um, very, uh, you know, probably you think of engineers, very responsible young men who just got their engineering degree. They went to the Capitol because they love Trump. Um, they're, they're working now and, uh, they go up to the Capitol and they say, Hey, can we go in? The police say, sure, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. They walk up the stairs and they, they're at the top of the stairs and they ask another cop, Hey, can we be in here? The cop said, sure, you can be in here. Right. 
And they looked at each other like, this doesn't feel right. So they turned around left. Six months later, the FBI is stalking them and raiding their homes, right? Because this is what they did. So this has happened to hundreds of Americans now. This isn't, um, uh, it's, it's, it's so uh, Orwellian. It's so uh, like something we've never seen that I've never seen from our country. They're, now they're attacking the patriotic Americans, people who follow off. Engineers are literally very responsible people. I don't know a lot of engineers who are a bunch of, you know, screw ups who uh, get in trouble all the time. They're very disciplined generally. Yeah. And uh, so, so they're going after these guys. They bro broke the door down of that Dr. Gold, who speaks out about hydroxychloroquine, broke her door down because she went inside the U.S. Capitol. Um, again, it's just it's complete harassment. We've put up a couple articles at the Gateway Pundit. We have a um, man who contributes one t once in a while. His name is Catchelman, and he's, he's uh, spent a lot of time in Ukraine. And so he knows the history of Ukraine and he knows a lot about Russia. And the tactics they're using today by the FBI is very, very similar to what uh, the Soviets did, the Leninists did after 1917. And it was interesting before the election, Katchelman, John Katchelman wrote us an article and I loved, I thought it was just, you know, powerful. And I, I, I think he was speaking truth. It really, it really uh, affected me. And what he spoke about was, uh, the fact that this is, this is our 1917 election. In 1917 in Russia, the, the Leninists, they stole it. Um, they wouldn't accept that they lost and they just stole it and they keep go kept going, going, going until they declared that they won. And then the military immediately got into line, um, you know, and it took, you know, we think of it was just one revolution, everything changed in, in the Soviet Union overnight. It wasn't, it was a gradual take over of power. And so we're seeing that in America today. People aren't aware of that, but it's very much um, resembles what happened in Soviet Russia. And that's terrifying. What they're doing, the way they're treating the opposition, um, the complete control, this thirst and hunger for control and power, very, very frightening and very evil, very, very evil. And what happened right after, right after the revolution, they had Opera Operation Trust of 1921. Tell right? me. Operation Trust was a, you know, a, essentially a cognitive infiltration plan uh, to get uh, people to trust the plan and to, you know, have people quell any, uh, any disruption and uh, go along with what was happening. And wow. I think that's really, really akin uh, you know, I can't say uh, that I know firsthand, but, you know, I can see the parallels to what happened with QAnon. Um, you know, it seems quite parallel with, you know, a lot of people. Ah, yes. And just, you know, it's all going to work out. The good guys have our backs and yeah, you know, yeah. don't don't do anything. Don't don't revolt against this. And this isn't wow. just part of the plan. Um, Isn't that right? something? We wrote about that too, and uh, that's so powerful. Though I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, that is that is stunning. And they they use you know, and again, <coughs> some of my uh, our sources just say that they're saying QAnon possibly could be uh, you know could have been something the government created to keep people in line, to keep people people thinking that something was going to happen. 
Yeah. They started yeah. it or not, it definitely, it, it looks like a cognitive infiltration. So, you know, I, I'm not privy to know who started it. I don't claim to have those, sure. but I, I can certainly say that the results look like cognitive infiltration because that that's what we saw. We saw people who otherwise would have been uh, very disenchanted, uh, very disillusioned with the, you know, the state of the constitutional Republic and the state of the judicial system and the integrity of our election yeah. process. And and right. people were complacent and it did not rise up and take, you know, some sort of action or even voice concerns because right. they were held by this notion that, you yeah. know, it's all working in their favor. Wow. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's true. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, so we all, we all, uh, you know, waited as they, as they were running a, a coup against Trump from day one, every day. It was, you know, the deep state, the Democrats and the media, um, you know, nonstop from from day one, even before day one, even before he went in office, they were pushing that BS about Russia. They all knew it was BS. I'm sure most of them knew Hillary was behind it. You know, they knew it was all garbage and yet they pushed it. And then we had our FBI do an investigation for two or three years. I mean, they, they literally... A lot of people see the parallels between Trump then and Nixon and how they got rid of Nixon. Um, and Nixon eventually stepped down. And I think their frustration a lot with Trump was he never he never conceded. He never gave up. Right. He continued. He continued on. And, uh, you know, it's miraculous how much he was able to get done under this constant pressure. And today, then. We see that the, these these demons then are out there and they want to punish everyone who supported this president, this movement. And, you know, more sinister is they're punishing regular Americans yes. so, that, so that they arrest grandma in, you know, in her hometown and send, uh, you know, uh, 20 FBI agents and shame on them, shame on them uh, who, who, who flood some some old lady's home. To arrest her because she walked through the Capitol. Of course, it's sending a message to the to the people around the country. Um, and uh, we're fools to think that people aren't paying attention to this because they are, and it's going to make them not want to step up. We already see that. You know, we see that with how they uh, destroy people from one word they may say that gets caught online, even if it's out of context. They try to destroy people that way. And we see then what they do to people who stand up for Donald Trump. You know, it's just it's it's really a, a wicked, wicked uh, process. And uh, but but they're in charge right now. You know, we, we have to fight this, continue to fight this. We do. And, uh, you know, you, you make the point about the uh, both that it's a Marxist takeover. I, I do believe this is a color revolution and the, the roots are Marxist roots. Um, and you also uh, bring up the point that it is evil. And, you know, I mean, if you dig into Marxists, uh, you know, Marx himself, he was, you know, he wrote odes to Satan. And you look at the parallels between, you know, Gnosticism and uh, satanic uh, beliefs and there's. I, I think that it's unequivocal that there's parallels to Marxism. And I think oh. one of the things that I think, uh, you know, James Lindsay is making this point, so I don't want to take credit for it, but uh, I absolutely agree with it that, you know, because I, I, I've always thought Marxism is a religion. The more I dig into it, I've always seen the satanic elements of it. Um, uh -huh. but if it's a religion, shouldn't the Supreme wow. Court be stepping in? 
to say that it does not belong in the schools? Shouldn't it be saying what, what happened to separation of church and state? Right. right. Well, wow, that is amazing. Then I, I haven't, I, Courtney, I haven't heard anyone, ex, you know, publicly say that before, but, you know, listen to this. Uh, I spoke with, I was raised Catholic. I still go to church as a Catholic church. Not all the time, but sometimes I go to church. And uh, I uh, spoke with a uh, recognized um, ex exorcist. And he was one of the top ones, I think, like in Spain. He was, he was the top exorcist in all of Spain. Oh. And, uh, and he had uh, very strong contacts, you know, with, with other, uh, you know, there's a network, I didn't realize this, of, of exorcists around the world. You know, they, they work as a network. Um, and uh, he said to me that, uh, well, you know, he, one of the things that really grabbed me, I wrote about this on Gateway Funded at the time, but he said uh, that uh, the, uh, he said, well, you know, the, the communists are Satanists. And I said, oh, you mean they're, they're, they're evil people because they're pushing <laughs> such an evil doctrine, right? Hey. And, and he said to me, he said, no, I mean, the top levels, a lot of them are Satanists. Yeah. And I had never heard that before. It sounds like a conspiracy, of course. Right, right. But it makes it makes sense when you see the fruits of their of their work. Um, you know, it's 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 obviously to destroy the human heart, the the the, the culture, the family, the trust humans have with one another, the joys in their life. Of course, it, it, you know that's that's what they're that's their philosophy is what they're pushing, the lies, you know. The inversion, um, and, uh, the inversion the, tactics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, I thought, wow, so that, that's amazing to hear you just say what you, what you just said about uh, Satanism and, and Marxism. So uh, I haven't studied that, you know, but it just, it seems to make sense to me, so. Yeah, and then there are people who've done works on this, uh, you know, uh, Wugman, I think, is one of them. Uh, I think I have the book. Oh, there you go. Pull out the uh, book. Wugman and uh, King, Kinger is the other one. Wow. One is called Marx and Satan, and then the other one is The Devil and Marx. Um, so those two books really delve into, you know, those, the the, the roots and the, the history of Marxism and the parallels. And yeah. Oh, I, lo I, I love that. You have to text me the names of those books when we're done. It sounds sure. very interesting. Yeah. I mean, because this is what we're, this is what we're, we're, we're going through. I think, you know, this yeah. isn't uh, you know, when you see, when you see that they have complete open borders and um, then there, you know, it's, it's, none of this makes sense. See, I read that one book, people of the life when I was much younger, it was very impactful on me. It was by M Scott Peck. And he's the same author that wrote the road less traveled. The Road Less Traveled was about the choices we make in life towards goodness. And sometimes it's a lot harder than, you know, we'd rather go this way, but we have to take the, the road that's less traveled to do the right thing. You know, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful way to describe life and, and the choices that we must take that are good. Um, and then he wrote another book about evil, which was People of the Lie. And in it, he explains um, that the, the evil always starts with the lies, you know. They're always telling the lies. And when you're around somebody and we I've been I've had certainly had this experience where you're around people 
you you want you know and and addicts are a, a lot like this you know and they they tell you a lie no I didn't do this I didn't take <laughs> your money blah 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 you know and your head's spinning um, but when you're around people that make your head spin like that uh, I don't think it's uh, you know this uh, but it may sound crazy but I think it's it's smart of course to take a step back but then realize there might be something else uh, going on here but that's uh, that's an interesting thing about um, evil is, is that it's the people that lie. And this is how we see, how I see what's coming out of the media, what's coming out of Washington. These policies give crack pipes to uh, people who are on crack. Yeah. Um, pay people who are drug addicts to live on the street. Um, open the border wide so that 2 million people can flood into this country. We don't know who they are. We're just, and then we have to pay for them, right? I mean, could you imagine opening your doors of your house and letting five people in this year that you have to pay everything for, you know, and, and, and the burden, the stress it's putting on the system. Then you have all the money they spent, you know, and we're seeing this now, the inflation tick-tocking up, uh, you know, none of this makes sense. We see the foreign policy, leave Afghanistan, lie about how many people you left behind because you have no idea, thousands now, thousands uh, bring people over. You flood the planes full of people saying, oh, this is the greatest airlift ever. Didn't, they didn't vet any of those people. We, I, the, from the Marines I spoke to, and I've spoken to a few who were there, who we did interviews with, they're like, none of those people were, in, were vetted. They just, they, they were vetting them. It was going too slow. And so the, the White House said, let them all in. So they opened the gates, flooded, flooded these planes with all these unvetted Afghans, who, by the way, could only get to the airport if they went through the Taliban. So was the Taliban going to let the good people through or was the Taliban going to let um, shady people through, questionable people through, you know, their buddies, their family, whatever. You know, that's who, those were the people who flooded, who, who went on the planes and the rest of the, the people were, uh, you know, stranded and they're still stranded there. Um, and so, so none of that made sense. Arm the Taliban with $80 billion worth of uh, U.S. weapons doesn't make sense. Give up Bagram Air Base when it's so close to China doesn't make sense. None of this, none of this. It's all to bring down America. And um, it's, it's absolutely frightening what's going on. Now, today I put up a post. Mark Elias, this guy who's been behind a lot of these uh, dirty tactics uh, on the left, uh, and we've written about him extensively at Gateway Pundit. Uh, in December, he had tweeted out, uh, we're going to try a new tactic, and we're going to uh, work to get some of these Republicans who are popular so they can't run again. And we're going to use the 14th Amendment. And this was an amendment from the Civil War that said if you raised an insurrection against your country, then you can't run for Congress. So he tweeted this out in, in December. In the past couple of weeks in, they've already gone against uh, Madison Cawthorn, who is very popular, very attractive. He's handicapped, very good looking, very well-spoken, yeah. the total package, very much has a heart for America. And they're, now they wanna make it so he can't run again because he spoke at the ellipse, right? So this is the tactics they're using now. It's, um, it, but it's, it's, it's just frightening. Uh, I don't know how I got on that, but I, I think their policy is to destroy America. And then we see these dirty tactics to bring down the rest of uh, the, the Republicans who of course are uh, effective. Of course, of course. 
Well, you also talk about how they're going after these, you know, really just, you know, Americans who are just just wanting to stand by their country. And uh, so I think that brings us to the American Gulag and what happened to these political prisoners, right? Right. I, I've gone over to the site and I, I, I'm so glad that you're doing this, but it's it's gut-wrenching to read these stories. And it's, I, I mean, it, when you talk about, you know, Marxist takeover throughout history, this is what happens in every single one. They they make political prisoner. They, you know, the whole Stasi of, I mean, I feel like, yeah, we're seeing, you know, the Russian, the Bolshevik revolution. We're seeing uh, 1938 Nazi Germany. We're seeing all of these replay. And we're seeing all those, and the, Mao, the struggle sessions, the Maoist struggle right. sessions, remember that? Absolutely. All of that. And we're seeing all those different tactics are being now perfected, quote unquote, you know, to be weaponized in efforts to destroy this country. But it is really tragic that there are some, you know, really just innocent people getting trapped in this. As you said, 700 people. That's devastating. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's horrible. I'm really proud of the group that's uh, spearheading this effort. And it is through Gateway Pundit. Um, we've, we're trying to track all of the prisoners um, and then uh, doing updates on all other cases and also including information with pictures and information how you can uh, donate to each of these people. And some of their stories truly are heart-wrenching. You know, like I, I mentioned earlier, the man who's picking up trash inside the Capitol, now he's, uh, they want to ruin his life forever and his family. And his wife had a miscarriage because they, they came uh, at six in the morning and stormed uh, into the house. So, uh, you know, uh, very, very sad. Um, and so we're trying, we're trying to keep, uh, you know, keep that updated. We, we, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the few sites out there that's doing this. And, uh, you know, our heart goes out to these guys. We've raised a lot of money for them too, through, uh, we'll put up a post and say, give to their gifts and go, which by the way, some of them raised a whole lot of money, especially last year when this was pretty fresh, you know, um, and uh, so that's good. And then we've also have raised money through a Gibson Go account that we also had. And we've given away 70000 already to these families. So that's good to help them out um, what we can, you know. And uh, but it's, it's tragic. Yesterday, we found out that this second woman who was killed by, I believe, by the police, um, they certainly uh, are the reason she's dead today. Uh, uh, again, they, the Capitol Police came out with this a statement saying, well, the, this, this woman was, uh, her name was Roseanne Boylan. She was, uh, went there. She was a recovering uh, addict, very proud of her recovery. Um, I'm also a recovering addict, and so I understand that, you know. Um, and uh, she, she went there, and she loved Trump, and she gets uh, up by the Capitol. And I've, I've interviewed several people who say the Capitol Police all of a sudden start pushing people. I had, uh, and all these people, actually we had several people write us saying, yeah, that's true. I, I know uh, this woman who was uh, probably a senior, she wrote me, she said, Jim, they, they, they started pushing people and you just, you know, you get, it's, it's like, you know, those concerts where people get crushed. Yeah. She said, it was like a wave. I didn't even have my feet on the ground. She said, I just got lifted down, down these stairs. Yeah. And um uh, and Roseanne here, she's at the bottom of this pile. And they kept pushing people on top of her. I, I'm a friend of Philip uh, Anderson, a black conservative, who was holding her hand when she died. And there's video of them uh, hitting, hitting Roseanne with a stick. 
You know, with a police stick and she's on the ground, people are trying to tell them to stop. These people can't breathe. You know, they're getting gas. So that's, you know, that's very difficult to breathe. She's, she's overweight. So, so she dies and the Trump supporters finally get her away, give her a CPR. The police come in, take her body, drag it through the, the tunnel into the Capitol and declare her dead 90 minutes later. But she was already dead. And yesterday they said, oh, what these police did was, you know, it's, they uh, objectionably, I forget the word, acceptable, something like that. Objectionably. Anyway, we wrote about it yesterday. It's, it's, but it's horrific. horrific. You know, you can't do that to people. You can't kill people like that. No. And they did the same thing with, uh, with Ashley Babbitt. And it's just like, when is this allowed? You know, this is, this is because they're conservatives, because they love Trump. They love their country. This is, this is how we're going to treat them now. And, and, and the media is fine with this. They're not going to even report on it. Um, and, and this is, they're killing, they, they killed two women that day. Two other guys died that we know of, but these two women, they, they were killed. And, um, you know, I talked to Philip last night. He's very upset that this happened, that they're letting these officers off because he was on the ground and almost died himself. Um, so, uh, in, in fact, he got dragged out by Jake Lang, a January 6th prisoner. Jake Lang pulled, uh, crawled out himself, pulled Philip out, watched Roseanne get dragged out, and then, uh, uh, Jake Lang made the mistake then of uh, hitting a few cops, right? Who were still beating people at the time. So now he's sitting in the gulag in DC. Uh, he's been there for over a year, hasn't had a trial. They put him in, they put these men in isolation too. So this is, this is worse abuse. They have no human rights in this DC prison. Uh, they, they have no phones. They only get out an hour a day to go, uh, you know, otherwise they're sitting in a cell by themselves. This is complete abuse. This is happening in our country. Democrats support this. Let me just tell you. And I would say Republicans do too, because there's not enough people standing up and saying, yeah. this is not right. We had Democrats come out when uh, the Taliban, not Taliban, but Al Qaeda was arrested after 9-11, you know, screaming about their rights being abused. They say nothing about these Americans who are sitting there. It's atrocious, and it tells you where their loyalty lies. Um, so uh, anyway, it's it's uh, it's Jake now is doing a um, hunger strike, by the way, and I hope he's okay. But uh, uh, he's lost twenty some pounds, and um, nobody nobody covers this stuff. It just again, it breaks my heart to see these men going through this. And one one woman we know of who's in there, and they just want to destroy these people. They want to destroy. Their life forever. They want to destroy their family. And I know you know this um, because we know this is what they did with the Marxist societies. You know, if you stood up, Courtney, they wouldn't just take out you, but then maybe your daughter or your sister who's trying to get a job won't get the job because she's your sister. This is how all this stuff works. And that's what they're trying to do now. That's what is they are doing in this country. Yep. And um, we need, a, we need a, some, again, fighters, right? Yeah. People who are willing to stand up, speak the truth, stand against this wave of evil. Uh, and we don't need any more patsies. We're going to go along to get along because it has not worked. And we're losing our country by the day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I want to speak a little bit to you. You use a, a give, send, go 
because there's, I, I, I want to ask you a little bit about why. And, uh, you know, some of the other platforms have censored and, you know, cherry picked their causes that they've allowed money to go through, which is, since when did big tech decide, get to decide? When did the private company get to decide where, right? right? Right. That's everything now, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's everything. You can't say this. Uh, uh, I loved Alex Berenson, who used to work for the New York Times. Speak. He's written a couple of books about COVID and the lies that they've been uh, pushing on the public. And today he put out a post where he's like, so here's here's he said, here's my tweet from last year um, where I said that these vaccines will not. You're still going to get sick. You still can go to the hospital. They banned me from Twitter. Here's my you know, and, and then here today, now they're admitting this, um, and yet my account is still gone, even though I was right then. And that's how Gateway Pundit has been several, several times with our reporting way ahead of the curve. Yeah. And uh, but with the, 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 the fundraising, I believe you cannot go to go go fund me anymore. You just cannot go. We've known that for uh, since last year. And we know, knew that and, and really before because some of the January 6th prisoners and their families and Kyle Rittenhouse, that, the, the, the young man who shot those people in uh, Wisconsin, right. uh, they tried to raise money on GoFundMe. They wouldn't let them. Now, if you're Black Lives Matter, you can, you can raise all the money you want there. Um, if you're uh, Lieutenant Mike Bird who shot Ashley Babbitt, you can have a GoFundMe account. Okay, you can raise money for shooting an innocent woman without giving her a warning. Okay, so that's that's all accepted on GoFundMe. But if you're conservatives, they're going to knock you off. So that's why we started using GiveSingo as an alternative. And I'm so glad that um, it seems to be doing better and better. And their their audience, you know, people are starting to understand, you know, that they need to go to this uh, fundraising site rather than GoFundMe because GoFundMe, I'm telling you, they're just they're just not going to do it. It's very sad that that's how a lot of the tech giants are. Um, they just uh, they just are intolerant leftists who just have no no desire to carry anything that is against their uh, you know their dogma that they live and breathe. So uh, conservatives they have to find a different alternative. And again. Our leaders have completely uh, abandoned uh, the the people of America. I'm very afraid that Kevin McCarthy, um, Mitch McConnell, if they take over, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. That man is very weak. Nothing is going to happen. I'm going to have to start speaking out more against him because really, uh, I'm done with that now. I'm done. I've kissed a lot of ass over the years, right, Courtney? I've respected a lot of Republicans over the years who I thought had our interests in, in, in heart. And I'm at the point now, no, they didn't, right? I need to trust my gut now. And, uh, you know, don't want don't to put any faith behind some of these just squishy people. And uh, I'm tired of it. Look, I mean, look where we are. We have people in Gulag today because of the Republicans being so weak. So uh, anyway, I, I, I just go I call them the marshmallows. <laughs> you said squishy. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the marshmallow Republicans. Yeah. I have a friend who said it first, so I won't take credit for it, but oh, I really great. like it. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So, do you have any uh, words of uh, optimism for us moving forward? Maybe you can speak to what you foresee for 22, what you see for, foresee for 24, and how we can 
circumvent some of this big tech censorship because you you uh, are thriving and you know in spite of it I know it's difficult and challenging but you you are growing and continuing to get the word out so what are some yeah, yeah. advice you may have on that yeah well I I, I think the the news is for conservatives is um, uh, and I I went to a conference in Prague in 2007 and George Bush actually spoke there and. Um, he spoke out a lot for dissidents. I'll give that to him. I thought that was great. I really enjoyed that. Anyway, one dissident from, I believe her, she was from Azerbaijan, and uh, she was talking about um, uh, how her family's persecuted, like I said, because she speaks out and people can't get jobs. But uh, she also said, as we, we took a, a tour over to the former communist uh, parliament building. And today it's Voice of America or Liberty Free Europe or something, right? One of those channels. And um, they say that during the Cold War, that if you were in one of these satellite nations, you wanted the truth, you'd have to take a couple of extra steps. So if you wanted to find um, uh, Radio Free Europe, you'd have to, uh, you know, you could listen to it for a while, but then the authorities would, would block that channel. So then Radio Free Europe would go to a different channel. So you'd have to search around to find the new channel. And so this is how you had to take those extra steps right. to find the truth, you know, because what they were feeding you, you knew was bullshit. So uh, I believe that's where we are today in America. What the media continues to, to shovel out every day, we know is bullshit. And so you're going to have to take a couple extra steps and go to a website and, 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 and make a tab for that website or save it in your favorites or something um, because uh, you're just not going to get what, what they want you, you know, what they're flooding you with is not the truth. We all know that. So I think that's one thing we have to all accept today. And we can accept that. And we can take a couple extra steps to get the truth. I think something very hopeful, again, is going back to this, I'm, I'm praying to God, Going back to this 2,000 mules. Now, uh, there's in the in the um, trailer they have video from uh, Georgia of some of these ballot. They call them traffickers dropping ballots in in uh, one ballot drop box, and then they have video of uh, dropping them in, uh, and they have uh, they they pinpointed their routes that they went on to drop all these ballots. Let me tell you, they um they say they had 242. Uh, ballot uh, traffickers that they've identified. And they've identified it through using their phone, right? They, they were able to track these people by their phone pings, right? right. Something, so that's wonderful. They used leftist technology, well, American technology, right. to find out where these people were at a certain time. And they were, of course, at all these different drop boxes. Sure. So they pinpointed these routes for a lot of people. Um, and... Uh, so they have some video from Georgia. Well, we were able to give them. Uh, they didn't know we had this, and we just made an agreement a few weeks ago. We have video from a different city, a different battleground city, um, from a battleground state of where this was going on. And so we uh, made an agreement to turn over 24 terabytes of the, of the video that we have, which is an enormous amount of information that shows – um, the, the drop boxes in this other city. So um, it's going to be more evidence. I believe, Courtney, that if people see this, you know, uh, and I always, I always say with Gateway Bunny, you can write about something that can be persuasive, 
if you have a picture, it's even more persuasive. If you have the video, it's dynamite, right? Um, and so now we have the video and we have evidence and, you know, God willing, uh, maybe the FBI, somebody will wake up there and investigate this very, you know, coordinated criminal action that took place in several states. I'm very hopeful about this. I really am. I think um, that uh, uh, if people see this, you just, you know, it's going to open so many eyes because you can't, you, you know, unless you're completely crazy. And we know there's a, crazy people out there who will deny this, you know, and they'll spin. I don't know how they're working right now on how they're going to spin it. Good luck. But um, when, when they see, when you see people with a, you know, they're taking, they get a handful of ballots, they fan them out. They take a picture with their phone, they throw them in the box. They're taking a picture with their phone so they can get paid, right? So somebody's paying them. This is a coordinated uh, efforts that were going on in all these different states. And uh, this is a Democrat party at work. And so I have a lot of faith that this is going to expose um, who these criminals are. And I, I, I pray then that we have a Department of Justice uh, eventually that starts throwing these people in prison. You know, until people are held accountable, they're going to continue to hold a coup against a the president. They're going to continue to, uh, you know, a sitting president like Donald Trump, like they did for four years, based on lies, tapping his phone and and uh, wearing a wire into his office, and uh, which we had heard was happening, uh, and, and uh, looking into his children's lives, you know, so they could find dirt. Just discussing these people need we 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 need a judicial system that's fair and free and and, and puts the criminals in, in prison, not just Republicans right. and not just somebody with the MAGA flag, right? Who walk through the Capitol. So I have a lot of hope that um, some things are going to change. That has to change, though. And then some of these um, states, uh, you know, what's amazing, Courtney, is there's a lot of states that have uh, uh, a strong majority of Republicans in their House and Senate, these people need to act. We need to focus somehow on these, these uh, House and Senate seats in these states because we have a lot of people who say they're Republican, and I don't believe they are. I don't know what they are, but they're certainly not, um, you know, I, I can't recognize who these people are. I think I think they're Democrats who are running as Republicans because they can't win as a Democrat in a certain district. So uh, we have to be more careful about who we put in these offices so that we can focus on getting some of these, uh, uh, you know, the House and Senate in some of these states so that they can act and stop some of this, uh, th this, this criminal conduct in their state. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, um, they, they, have, they, they have an opportunity to, to, to if, if we get those states in Georgia and Arizona, where they have Republican majorities, by the way, um, then, uh, then that can stop this steal nationally. So we have, to, we have to start doing some of those things. We have to continue to expose the left, their lies. Um, we have to continue to be brave and speak out. More people have to do that. And there's a lot, a lot of people a lot smarter than me and a lot, you know, gutsier than me who are out there with a lot of talent. And so I hope that they start rising up too. Anyway, I, but I am hopeful because I think it's going to be a battle, but I think we have the truth on our side and I pray to God that he allows it to be exposed now in the, in the, in the coming weeks. 
Absolutely. So well said. Yeah. I so hope that that comes to fruition with all the footage. And I always say, I think the Great Awakening will combat the Great Reset. So I, I really do. Uh, know, right. <laughs> so great. I really hope that more people are becoming aware and, you know, that that really will be uh, the resistance that is needed. So, yep. All right. All right. I agree. Beautiful. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, tell everybody to go find you, Gateway Pundit and uh, the American Gulag.org, right? And then right. Thank you so much.